Shalom to all. Today's office is Miguel Daf Test. We are starting Chesam and Bay's six lines off from the bottom with a brand new Mishnah. And today's Daf is sponsored Lilu Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sara, Basar Yaakov, Misha, Her Nisham Shadavanulia, and Lilu Nishmas, Rabbi Yechmiel, Mordechai, Ben Rabchaim, His Nisham Shadavanulia. Now, just an exciting note the new cycle of daily Mishnahis is starting this Shabbos, Parsha Shmais. That's two Mishnahis a day with the goal of finishing in about six years. Rabbi Misha Shwed and his team have done it once again with an incredible app called All Mishnah, designed similar to All Daf and All Parsha. It's a one stop for all you need to get those Mishnahis done, so check it out, All Mishnah. And with Siat Nishmaya, we have a as well called the Quick Mishnah with daily Mishnahis read, translated, and explained in a clear manner in approximately three minutes. Check it out on the All Mishnah app or thequickmishnah.com. We're also going to be sending it out via WhatsApp every single day. You can join by clicking on the link on our website or by messaging us directly. The Icar is to keep on steiging. And another Mishnah with Ein Bain. Ein Bain's farm with Philin and Mezuzas. There's no difference between Sfarim, which is referring to Sifrei Tanach, Tarnavim Ksuvim, and Philin and Mezuzas. El Shasfarm Nechtav Mechalashain. Sfarm are allowed to be written in any language. With Philin and Mezuzas, any Nechtav is El Ashuras. Philin and Mezuzas are only allowed to be written in Ashuras, meaning in he says, Svarm are only allowed to be written in Yavanis in Greek, and they're not allowed to be written in any other language. Says the Gemara Halatayfin Begidin regarding sewing them with sinews ulatamis hayadaim, and regarding them being mitami person's hands zevza shavin, they're both equal. Remember, their sefer Tanakh were written on parchment. The different sections have to be sewn together with sinews of an animal, and as we learned two days ago, the sefer Tanakh will be mitami person's hands, so they're all equal when it comes to this. The Mishnah said Svarm nechtam mechalashin, and now the Gemara asks a question from a brayse of Raminu. We have a brayse that says targum if we have something that's supposed to be written Mikra, it's supposed to be written Lashon HaKadosh, but it was written in Targum, it was written in Aramaic instead, or vice versa. Now, what does that mean? So, for example, when Yaakov left Lovin's house, and Lovin subsequently chased after him, so they made a treaty and set a pile of stones as remembrance. Lovin called it Yegar Sahadusa, and Yaakov called it Gal Eid. These both mean the same thing. It's just that Lovin said in Aramaic, and Yaakov said in Lashon HaKadosh. So, if you switched it around, and you wrote that was supposed to be written in Lashon HaKadosh in Aramaic, or vice versa, and continues the Brai, so Ksav Ivri, or if you wrote this in Ksav Ivri, meaning you didn't write it wasn't a Lashon HaKadosh, it was in this other sort of Ksav, and Metam Sayyidayim. That scroll is not going to be Tama your hands because it doesn't have Kedusha, it was written improperly. It has to be written in Ksav Ashurus and Lashon HaKadosh. Al Sefer means it has to be written on parchment, and Diyah is a specific type of ink it has to be written with. So here we have a question. It seems to be that you're not allowed to write these Sfarim in another language. It seems to be that it has to be written Mikra and it's not allowed to be written in Targum. So we have our first answer, Amaravi, he tells us, like Hasha, no problem. Tasmah Madalaf on the top, Khan Begufan Shalanu. Aramish is talking about when we're writing Begufan Shalanu, meaning we're writing with the Hebrew. Hebrew letters. Kan B'Gufan Shalahen, the Bryce is talking about when we're writing non-Hebrew letters. So what that means is our mission that allows foreign languages means that it has to be written with Hebrew letters in transliterated form. For example, instead of writing by Davashal Misha Lamer, you could write and God spoke to Misha saying, but you're not allowed to write it in English, you have to write it in Hebrew. So you would have to write and Aleph Nun Dalid, God would be Gimel Aleph Dalid, spoke would be Samach Pei Vav Kuf or something like that, but you get the gist. Whereas the Bryce is talking about actually writing it in a foreign language and that's not okay. But now Amalei Abai, he asks Rav the following question, but Mayu Kim now they just established that Bryce as talking about writing it actually in a foreign language. So my area Mikra Shakasu Targum Targum Shakasu Mikra. Why is that we have to say he wrote Mikra as Targum or vice versa? I feel Mikra Shakasu Mikra with Targum Shakasu Targum. Even if you wrote Mikra as Mikra and Targum as Targum, Nami, that's still a problem. Because the Bryce says, You have to write it in Lashon HaKadosh on parchment with Diyai. So the Bryce is very clear about that. So El Lakash, we have a different answer for the difference between our Mishnah and the Bryce. Our Mishnah is the Rabban and they allow it to be written in a foreign language, whereas Rav Shem Gamliel in our Mishnah said we're not allowed to write in a foreign language, so he must be the Mandamar of the Brisa. Ask the Gemara, Rav Shem Gamliel, if you want to say the Mandamar of the Brisa is Rav Shem Gamliel, he and our Mishnah said you are allowed to write in Greek, whereas the Brisa seems to say you're not allowed to write in any language. So the Gemara says you write El Eloi Kasher, there's no problem between the Mishnah and the Brisa, Kambis Farim, Kambis Tfilin Mezuzais. Our Mishnah is talking about other Sfarim, meaning Sifri Nach, whereas the Brisa is talking about Tfilin Mezuzais. And Tfilin Mezuzais is my time, why do Tfilin Mezuzais have to be written on Ashuras and they're not allowed to be written in any other language? Because it says in Tfilin 
mezuzahs, which has the parshas of Kriyashma in them, v'hayu, we know the Pasuk says, v'hayu hadvarim ha'ele, and what do we learn from there? V'havyas on yuhu, they have to be exactly as they're written in the Torah, and they're not allowed to be written in any other language. The Gemara asks, if that's true, then my Targum Shekasu Mikra Eka, how is it that we have something that's supposed to be written in Targum, but he wrote it as Mikra? Bishlema Tyra, if you want to say the Bryce is talking about Tyra, Eka, we have the following of Yegar Sahadusa, that's supposed to be written in Targum, however, he could have written in Mikra. However, Elohach over here, if the Bryce is actually talking about Tfilin and my Targum Eka, where do we have Targum in the Parshas of Tfilin and So the Gemara says, you're right, El Laikash, there's no steer between the Mishnah and the Bryce, Kan Megillah, the Bryce is talking about Megillah's Esther, Kan Besfarma, Mishnah is referring to Sifrei Nach, and Megillah my time, why is the Megillah has to be written exactly as we have it? Because it says, and my Targum Shekasu Mikra Eka, and where is it that we have Targum that's supposed to be written in Megillah, and therefore there's a possibility of him writing at Mikra? So Amr Papa, he answers, it says in the Megillah, Venishma Pisgam Hamelach, and the word Pisgam is actually Targum, and it's not Mikra. And Rav Nachmar Yitzchak he says, and the word Yakar is actually Targum for the word Kavod, and so here we have two different places in the Megillah where we have Targum, and therefore he could technically write it as Mikra, and that's how it makes sense that this Bryce could be talking about the Megillah. Now, Rav Ashi Amr, he answers, Kitanya, he, our Bryce is talking about Bishar Svarim with other Svarim, meaning other Sifrei Nach in Aviyam Iksuvim. Rav Yehuda, he answers, Rav Yehuda, Tetan, you have a Bryce. Tfilna Mezuzahs, Enichtam and El Ashuras, Tfilna Mezuzahs are only allowed to be written in Lashon HaKadish, Rabbi Seinu, Etir Yavanis, and they allowed even Yavanis, even in Greek. Ask the Gemara, how could that be? Vaksiv, it says, Vahayu, and we know that Tfilna Mezuzahs have to be written exactly in Lashon HaKadish. So we say, you write, El Ha'ema Svarim, Nechtam and Bechalashon, Svarim allowed to be written in any language, Rabbi Seinu, Etir Yavanis, and they allowed it to be written in Yavanis. The Gemara says, Etir does not allow it to be written in Yavanis, so then what does the Tanakam allow it to be written in? So, Rabbi Seinu allowed it only to be written in Yavanis, it's not allowed to be written in anything other than Lashon HaKadosh or Yavanis. Even though Rabbi Seinu allowed it to be written in Greek, that was only with a Sefer Taira, and it's because of the story of Talmud HaMelech. However, the other Sefer Nach are not allowed to be written in other languages, even Yavanis. Now, what was the story? The Tanya of There's a story with Talmud HaMelech, he was a Greek king, Shekinus Shivim Mishtaim Zakanim. He brought 72 elders together, Rechnisam Shivim Mishtaim Batim, and he put them in 72 different houses. And he didn't tell them why he stuck them in this house. And he went individually to each one of these Kanim in the houses. Farmalami told them, Kiss Vuli Tyrus Mashi Rabchem, I want you to write for me the tire of Mashi Rebbe, and you have to translate it for me into Greek. Hashem placed in each one of their hearts, Eitzah, meaning wise, sage counsel, and Viskimu Kulan Das Achas, they all agreed to the same. Thing. They didn't have any way to be- message each other. However, they all made certain emendations to the Tyra, and they made the same exact emendations even though they weren't with each other. Now, the reason why they had to change certain things is because if they wrote it literally, so then Talmud Hamelch would not have understood it and he would have misconstrued what the Tyra was saying. So, what did they change? Vikasulai, they wrote the following for him Alekim bar Bereshis. Hashem created the beginning. If they would have written Bereshis bar Alekim, it would sound like there's someone named Bereshis and he created Hashem. So, in order to prevent that, they wrote Alekim bar Bereshis. Hashem created the beginning. What else did they write for him? In the creation of man, they wrote Esa Adam I'm going to make man instead of writing Na'asa Adam let us make man and you can actually think that now there's two gods making man that's why they just wrote Asa Adam I'm going to make man the third thing they changed for him was something regarding Shabbos they wrote for him and Hashem completed the work on the sixth day and he rested on the seventh day now really the Torah says however Talmud can't understand what that means that the work was completed and Hashem rested on the same day so therefore they just changed the word Shvi to Shishi the fourth thing they changed is regarding the creation of man, they wrote Zachar Nekeva Bira Ai, he created Zachar Nekeva Vlai Kasvu Bira Am, they didn't write, he created them. If they would have written, he created them, so then it would seem like Hashem created two people, each one was Zachar Nekeva, and then each one was split into two, but that's really not so. Hashem created
created one person who was Zachar Nekeva, and then Hashem split that person. Regarding the Dar HaFlaga, they wrote, Hava Erda Avla Sham Svasam. I'm going to go down and I'm going to mix up their language, as opposed to what the Torah really says is Hava Nerda Venivla Sham Svasam. Again, you could think that there's many gods if it would say, Let us go down and mix up their language. Regarding the news that Yitzhak is going to be born, they wrote, Batitzchak Sarah Bikrai Veha. Sarah laughed among her relatives instead of writing Bikirba. Upon hearing that she's going to have a child, Sarah laughed. So Avram also laughed, but only Sarah was reprimanded for it because she was mocking, whereas Avram did so out of joy. So Tommy wouldn't understand this difference, so they wrote that she laughed Bikroi Veha among her relatives as opposed to Bikirba to herself. Therefore, Tommy would think that she was censured because it was a public laugh and not in private like Avram's. Regarding what Yaakov Avinu told Shimon and Levi, they wrote Kiba Apam Hargu Shar because in their anger they killed a Shar Urtsainim Akru Avas. So really, Yaakov Avinu had told them Kiba Apam Hargu Ish. In their anger they killed a man. Yaakov said this about Shimon and Levi's destruction of Shechem. And so as not to have Tommy think that they're a bunch of wanton murderers and that even their father said so, they changed it to say that they killed animals instead of they killed people. Regarding Moshe Rabbeinu bring his family to Mitzrayim, they wrote, Moshe took his wife and sons, and he put them on something that carries people. So really, Moshe Rabbeinu placed them on a donkey, but they wrote, which can imply a camel or a horse, which is more fitting an animal for the leader of Klai Yisrael to ride on, which Talmai Amel could understand much better. Regarding the length of Galus Mitzrayim, they wrote, and the man of time that Klai Yisrael was in Mitzrayim and other lands was 400 years. So really, the Torah doesn't say it was Sha'aratzis, it only says that they were in Mitzrayim for 400 years. But the truth is that they weren't in Mitzrayim for 400 years, and the whole Chajim of the Gaulists started way earlier. However, Talmud wouldn't understand that, so they wrote that 400 years was in Mitzrayim and other lands. Regarding Mashiach Benu sending firstborns to bring Karbanas, they wrote by Yishlach es Zatute Bene Yisrael, he sent it to Zatute Bene Yisrael, and El Zatute Bene Yisrael, Loi Shalach Yadai. So the word Zatute is Lashon of someone who's Chashiv, as opposed to saying by Yishlach as Nare Bene Yisrael. This is referring to Mashiach Benu sending firstborns to bring Karbanas, so the word in the Torah, as we said, is Nare, which could have been interpreted by Talmai as lads, unimportant youngsters. So they changed the word to Zatute, which connotes importance. Tesla and Bez on top for number 11 that they changed, they wrote that Moshe Rabbeinu said, I haven't taken even one desirable thing from them. So Moshe Rabbeinu was relating how he never took anything from Klai Yisrael, and he did so by saying that he never even took a donkey. However, Talmud could have misinterpreted this to mean that he did take something else, so they just changed it to the word chemed, nothing of desire or value. Number 12 they changed is they wrote, that Hashem gave these luminaries to give light to all the nations. Now the Pasuk does not have the word lahair in it, and it could be read that Hashem placed all the luminaries there for the nations to be served as idols. You technically could read the Pasuk, Hashem gave them to all the nations to serve as idols. That's why they inserted the word lahair, that they're not there to serve as idols, they're just there to give light to all the nations. Another thing they changed regarding Avaidu Zara is they wrote, and he went and served other gods, that I didn't command to serve them. Now the Pasuk does not have the word lahair in it, and therefore could be read as he served other gods that I haven't commanded, implying that these gods came about on their own against Hashem's will. That's why they put the word la'ivdam, means I didn't command you to serve them. And the last thing they changed is Vayicht Vulai, they wrote for him, Estsiiras Haraglayim, the short legged animal, which is referring to a rabbit, but they didn't write the word Arneves, because the wife of Tamay Amelech, her name was Arneves, and the reason why they changed it is Shalo Yomar, so that he shouldn't say, Sachakubihayhudim, the Yin are laughing, they're making fun of me, and they took my wife's name and they put it in the Torah among all the impure animals, so that's why they changed the name Arneves to Tzairus Haraglaim, short-legged animal. Now we had said Rav Shimon Gamliel, Aymer Afes Farmlei Tirushich Tvu Ali Yivanis. Rav Shimon Gamliel holds that the only other language you're allowed to write Tanach in is Yivanis is Greek. Amr Abavo, Amr Biyachan, Halach Rav Shimon Gamliel, the Halach is like Rav Shimon Gamliel. And for Amr Biyachan, my time is Rav Shimon Gamliel. What's his reasoning? Amr Kra, the pasuk says Yafta Lekim Liyafes, Hashem will extend 
Nefes, Vishkan Baalei Hashem. But Hashem will dwell in the tents of shame, meaning dwell by Kal Yisrael. Well, it's the Joshua, Dvarav Shal Yefes, the words of Yefes, Yu Baalei Hashem, they will be in the tents of shame, meaning we're allowed to translate Tanakh into Greek. As the Gemara, who says we're talking about Greek, which comes from Yavan, which is one of the children of Yefes, Vamer, Gaimer, and Magog. Perhaps we're talking about the language of Gaimer and Magog, and they were other children of Yefes. So Amr Chiyabar Abba, he says, Hainu Taima, this is really the reason. The Chsevet says in the Pasuk, Yafta Kimul Yefes, and what do we learn from here? Yafusa Shal Yefes, Yefes is a lotion of the beauty of Yefes, that's going to be in the tents of shame, and the most beautiful language of all the children of Yefes, that's Greek, and therefore that's allowed to be in the tent of shame, meaning we're allowed to translate Tanakh into Greek. And now we're going to talk about Kayhanim Gedalim. So there were two types of Kayhan Gadol. Up until Yeshua Melch, the Kayhan Gadol was anointed with the Shemin HaMeshcha, and then donned the Shemayna Begadim, the eight special vestments of the Kayhan Gadol. After the Shemin HaMeshcha was hidden away, the Kayhan Gadol became so just simply by donning the Shemayna Begadim. So this second Kayhan Gadol is called Meruba Begadim because he's different by dint of his numerous Begadim as opposed to regular Kayhan who only has four Begadim. So the Mishnah says, There's no difference between the Kayhan Gadol who was anointed with the Shemin HaMeshcha, the Meruba Begadim from a Kayhan Gadol who became so simply because he has more Begadim, except for par What is this? So if the Kayhan Gadol rules incorrectly regarding something that if done intentionally wrong, he would be Chayav Kares, so he has to bring a Chathos of a bull and not the standard Chathos of a sheep. That's the only difference between them. A Kayhan that was anointed with the Shemin HaMeshcha, he's going to bring a par However, Meruba Begadim, he's not going to do so, he's just going to bring a regular Chathos. And the Meshach continues, there's no difference between a kind Mishamish and kind Sha'avar. So the kind Mishamish, he's the current kind Gadol. He's the one who's being Mishamish in the Besamekdash. The kind Sha'avar, he is the retired kind Gadol. What does that mean? So he was a replacement once upon a time for the kind Gadol. That's because a soul happened with the kind Gadol. So the original kind Gadol had to step out for a bit. And therefore we have this replacement kind Gadol. But after that soul went away, the original kind Gadol came back. And this second kind Gadol, he's called the kind Sha'avar, the replacement. So really these two are both considered Kahanam Gadolim and they both act as Kahanam Gadolim. However, the only difference is Ella Par the par of Yom Kippur, the Kain Mishamish, the Karn Kain Gadol, he brings the par Shal Yom Kippur, and the Kain Sha'avar does not bring that par. And Vasir Sa'ifa, this is the carbon that the Kain Gadol used to bring every single day. It was called Minchas Chavitin. That is something that the Kain Mishamish would bring and not the Kain Sha'avar. Now the Gemara starts out talking about the first two Kahanim Gedalim that we mentioned in the Mishnah, Hal Inyan, par Yom Kippur, and Vasir Sa'ifa, regarding the par of Yom Kippur and Vasir Sa'ifa, Zevza Shavin, both of these types of Kahanim Gedalim, they are going to bring the par Yom Kippur and Vasir Sa'ifa daily in the base of Mikdash. And now the Gemara says, Masis is like Rav Meir, Armish is not like Rav Meir. Dear of Meir, who's like Rav Meir, Hatani, we have a Brisa, Merub Begadim. This Kain Gadol, who's Merub Begadim, he was not anointed with the Shemin HaMeshcha, maybe Par Habal Kala Mitzvahs. He brings a Par Kala Bal Mitzvahs, meaning he does bring it as a Par, he doesn't just bring it as a regular sheep. Dear Rav Meir, that's our Meir's opinion. Acham, I remember Ainim, maybe Acham says he does not bring it. Now, my time to Rav Meir, what's our Meir's reasoning that Kain Merub Begadim will bring the Par Habal Kala Mitzvahs? The Tanya, you have a Brisa. The Pasuk says Moshiach. So really, the Pasuk says, Im Kain HaMoshiach Yechta, if he sings, so he's going to have to bring this Par. Ain Liel Moshiach that the Kayan, who was Meshuach B'Shem and Mishcha, he was anointed with the oil, he would have to bring this par. Meruba Begadim Inayin. How do I know if the only way he's a Kayan Gadol is because he has eight garments and not four? How do I know that he's going to bring that par also? Talmud Leimar, HaMashiach, we have that extra hay. So we see that our Mishnah is not like Rav Meir. The Gemara asks, Why are you saying our Mishnah is not like Rav Meir? What about the end of our Mishnah? The only difference between these two Kayan Gadolim is Elopar Yom Kippur and Vasir Seifa. But Halachal Devreim Zevzashavin, regarding all other things, they're equal. And Asan Rav Meir, this is actually like Rav Meir. The Tanya, we have a Brisa that says, Irabai Psol, let's say Psol happened in the Kayan Gadol, Uminu Kayan Achor Tachtov, and another Kayan Gadol was appointed in his stead. Rishon Chazalavadasa, the first Kayan Gadol comes back to being the Kayan Gadol after his Psol went away. Shani, the second Kayan Gadol, who was the replacement, and now he's the retired Kayan Gadol, Kal Mitzvah's Kahuna Gadol Olav, he has all the Mitzvah's Kahuna Gadol on him, he's able to act as regular Kayan Gadol, Dev Rameir, that's Rameir's Mayor's opinion. Now Rabbi Yesi argues and he says, Rishon Chazalavadasa, the first one comes back, Shani, the second one, meaning that replacement, in a royal loyal 
kain gadol v'lo kain hediot. He's not able to be a kain gadol or a kain hediot. And for Amar Beisi, he says, "Maaser Reb Yosef ben Ulam mitzipari." There was a story with Reb Yosef ben Ulam. He was from Tzipari, and he was a kain. Sheir by psul with kain gadol. There was a psul that happened with a kain gadol uminu tachtov, and they appointed Reb Yosef ben Ulam as the replacement kain gadol. And then the original kain gadol came back, and Uba Maaser Fnei Chachamim. The story came in front of Chachamim. V'Amar they said, "Rishen Charzal Avodasai." So that original kain gadol, he comes back, and now he's the kain gadol. Sheni, the second one, meaning Reb Yosef ben Ulam, ain't a roi loy the kain gadol v'lo the kain hediot. He's not able to be a kain gadol or be a kain hediot. Kain gadol, he can't act as the kain gadol. He can't wear the eight begadim. He can't act like he's the regular kain gadol mishum eva because of eva. That's going to arouse enmity and hatred and jealousy among the real kain gadol and kain hediot. He can't act as a kain hediot either mishum malam because of lamiridim because we always go up in kedusha and not down. And he was already considered like a kain gadol, so we can't demote him, so to speak, to a kain hediot. But we see from here their mayor holds that a kain mishamish and kain shavar is really the same exact thing. But we see from here that the mishnah, at least the sefer of the mishnah, could be like Rav Meir. So why are we saying the mishnah is not like Rav Meir? And now the Gemara asks, Reish Rabbanu is sefer of Meir. Are you going to tell me the Reish of the mishnah is Rabban and sefer is Meir? That's not normal. We usually like having a mishnah like one tana, not like two separate tanaim. So Amar Chizda, the answer is in Reish Rabban of a sefer of Meir. You're right. In this mishnah, it happens to be that the Reish is Rabban and the sefer is Meir. Now if Yosef Amar, he answers Rebbe. He really our mishnah is Rebbe. The Nasavla libe the tanai. He just explains it according to two different tanaim. In the Reish, he holds like the Rabban, and in the sefer, he holds like Rav Meir. However, it's really one tana. It's really just Rebbe. Now in this mishnah and Gemara, we're going to be learning about Abama. So any mizbeach of sort located outside the Mishkan or base of Mikdash is called a Bama. For the most part, it's usher to bring a carbon on such a Mizbeach. However, there were a few times known as Shas Heter Habamais where Karbanis were allowed to be brought on such a Mizbeach. And there's two types of Bamais, Bama Gedaila and Bama Katana. So Bama Gedaila is really just another name for the Mizbeach in the Mishkan. For example, it was called this when the Mishkan was set up in Gilgal right after Klaisol crossed the Yardain. It's not treated as the regular Mizbeach because the Mishkan didn't have the same status as it did in the Midbar, and that's why it's called a Bama Gedaila. A Bama Katana is any private Mizbeach the one decides to set up outside of the Mishkan. Now, the Mishnah tells us, Ain't been There's no difference between a Bama Gedaila and Bama Katana, except for a Karban Pesach. A Karban Pesach is only allowed to be brought on a Bama Gedaila and not on a Bama Katana. And now we say, Zaklal, this is the rule when it comes to Bamas. Kalshu Nidav Nidav, anything which should be given as a nether or a Nadava, meaning you could donate it to the base of Mekdash, you could say, I'm going to bring an oil or a Shlamim, that's something that could be a nether or a Nadava. Karib Bama, that's allowed to be brought on a Bama Katana. Anything which is not allowed to be brought as a nether or a Nadava, meaning it is a Chiv upon you that you have to bring it in a Karib Bama. It's not brought on a Bama Katana, you're only allowed to bring it on a Bama Gedaila. Now, based off this rule that we just had, the Gemara asks on the first part of the Mishnah, Psachim Esulai, are you telling me the only difference between a Bama Gedaila and a Bama Katana is a carbon Pesach? But that implies that a Bama Katana, you're allowed to bring anything which is not a carbon Pesach? That's not true. We just said that anything which is not Nidor or Nidav is not allowed to be brought on a Bama Katana. So the Gemara says, you're right, Ema, what we really should have said in the Mishnah is Ka'in Psachim, something which is like a carbon Pesach, something which is like a carbon Pesach, meaning something which is a Chiyov, that's allowed to be brought on a Bama Gedaila and not brought on a Bama Katana. And now the Gemara says, Mani, who's our Mishnah like Reb Shimon? He hits Reb Shimon. The time you have a brass Reb Shimon Eimer, he says, Aft Sibur, even the Sibur, the congregation, Lohi Krivu, they did not bring on the Bama Gedaila, Ella. The only thing they brought on the Bama Gedaila was Psachim Vachayvus Shakavul Hemzman, a carbon Pesach, or some sort of Chayv that has a set time. You have a limited amount of time to bring it. Avolchayvus Shakavul Hemzman, however, a carbon which is a Chayv, but it doesn't have a set time. Hachavachalik Karv, it wasn't brought on Bama Gedaila or even a Bama Gedaila. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow with more Ain Bains. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.